0: life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com
1: the talk sport daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with enterprise a car Hello,
2: happy Friday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Yes, me. I mean, there's no real question and answer session going on there. I've told you what it's all about. i told you it's me. Let's move on, shall we? And we begin with Alan Brazil, who was joined on the TalkSport Breakfast Show yesterday morning by the Rangers legend Alan mcquest Macca and the former Spurs midfielder Jamie O'Hara. And this is Alan and Jamie talking about football returning as well as player safety.
3: People have to get up and get on with the job. You know, they're almost um, not made to do it because I know the unions are getting involved now as well. But people need the money and people think, well, the risk is worth it. Whereas footballers, I've got that luxury of saying, well, I'm not quite 100% sure yet. I'm trying to protect my family. But so do bus drivers, so do train drivers, so do nurses, so do doctors. So this will go on and on, Alex, simple as that, because you will have split splits all over the country about this should football come back this early?
4: It's a tough one because I I really do want them to come back and and play football but it's got to be safe you know because you know we're all missing football we really are and you're right Owie it's not you know, I see the Danny Rose thing and he, he took a bit of stick for it, but I think what the point he was trying to make was is it's not our, it's not our problem to, to lift people's morale. They've got families and children and, and stuff who, who, who are important to them and they don't want to risk that. If they can make it a hundred percent safe, which I don't think they can. No. Then. You know then I'd love them to come back but he has got you know they talk about obviously going back to your families after games and stuff there's going to have to be a cleaning process after matches making sure everyone you know everyone's properly cleaned
2: This is the Brighton & Hove Albion chief exec Paul Barber at the club's weekly press conference he believes there is a general will from all of the clubs to play out the season despite the challenges in place
5: It's very difficult to to call frankly, one day to the next, let alone one week to the next, and a month out from now, who knows where we'll be. But I think there is a general will from, from all of the clubs in the division to play out the season and play it out as close to um, the competition format that we started with, and making sure that it's fair for everyone um, in so far in these situations as it possibly can be. Uh, that's the focus, um, whatever date that is. Remains to be seen, but everyone's moving forward
1: together uh, and, and in the right direction.
2: Time now to check in with Jim White, Natalie Sayer, and Glenn Johnson. They were joined by the football agent Kia Gerabtian. He was on the show to defend his client Carlos Tevez after he came under fire from pundit and former teammate Gary Neville. Kia said, in no uncertain terms, what he thought about Gary Neville's punditry. Oh,
6: handbags!
0: Generally speaking, I wouldn't be baffled by what Gary Neville was saying because he doesn't do any research. He's not a pro when it comes to commentary and speaking as a journalist. You know, I've heard him speak about bad mouth managers. I've heard him speak, you know, that this one should get the sack and that one should get the sack. The problem with him is that he has to realize he's on TV and he's been given a great spot and he's been very fortunate to be put on a very prime moment at Sky. Journalists, commentators, like every other walk of life and professionals, you everybody has a criticism of football players being professional. The moment a football player steps out of line, the moment he's seen drinking, the moment he's seen in a bar, the moment he's seen doing something, that everyone is very quick to smack on top of them. What they have to also realize, and I have to say, most of the journalists not just in the sportive world, but you know, in in, most, in other sectors, have become very, very professional and the, the level has gone up. But Gary hasn't because he doesn't do research. He doesn't understand who he's talking about. He doesn't do it. He just comes in and wants to wing it.
2: Now, yeah, the guys were also joined by the Middlesbrough defender Adam Clayton, who brought us a feel-good story in this time of crisis. He's father has been released from intensive care after spending 51 days in an induced coma adam told talk he became very close to the hard-working nhs staff that looked after him
6: it was that longer sort of period in there they, they become like your second family they want they want uh, like my dad to get out of there as much as as much as we do the they were so excited to ring and and tell us that he's, he's getting out of there and, and things like that they They've done uh, they've done an amazing job, obviously, for my dad, and they're doing an amazing job up and down the country every day. Like, they are genuinely risking their lives and, and the, the lives of people around them to to save people. There's no, I don't think there's a bigger thing that you can that you can do in this life. So, obviously, we'll, we'll be uh, repaying them for for the rest of our life. This probably sums, sums them up really. I, I rang for names, said there's a there's a little bit of media attention, can I, can I get a few names of the people that looked after my dad. And uh, he said, no, just, it's just the NHS team of, of uh, Manchester General Hospital and, and up and down the country, and we're, we're in it together. All we want to see is, is people getting better. So I think that sums the sort of mentality of the, of the people that are involved in the NHS. Yeah, it sums them up.
2: Time now to check in with Paul and Andy, a.k.a. Hawksby and Jacobs, a.k.a. 1-4 weekdays on Tuxball, a.k.a. Oh, that's it, actually. Have a listen. Good afternoon, everyone, and good
7: afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I start with the... uh, I love these readers offers. They're still going on. And, of course, it's fine. Why not? Uh, Because we all need clothes. And this is for the stain-repellent easy-wear finest cotton chino, a marvellously uh, cheap item at £12.50 plus postage and packing. I know. It says here, this is the bit I like, you won't find chums amazing comfort and value in the shops. No, you won't. There's no shops (laughs) open. So, fine, you can't (laughs) argue with that. Exactly, (laughs) Tremendous. Yeah, no, they they are. Oh, yes, the other thing. I like. Mm. They've got two side pockets. I do like a trouser it's with pockets. In it. So it's always, I find it such an advantage it's always useful. Yeah,
4: and but I remember they used to put on the ads uh, like those kind of indestructible cakes yeah. you could buy for twelve quid for people of a certain yeah, yeah. age. It's normally a Daily Mail or Express reader off, isn't it? And they used to proudly boast. You'll never wear them out. And I used to think, what, is that out in the street? <laughs> is that out in public? Or, because or, uh, yes. looking at them, I thought, no, I wouldn't wear those out either. I'd definitely just wear
7: them indoors. <laughs> and uh, a piece in the uh, Daily Star today by old mate Jerry Lawton, he says, uh, pop star Kim Wilde believes eco-friendly aliens are visiting Earth to help us save the planet. They mm. don't do much of a job of it, are they, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. You could, do, you could be better, really. Yeah, big claim from Kim there. Juan Foyth, a bit of football here now. What did Johnny hates jazz make of? Uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we
4: need to hear some other from other '80s stars, don't we? Really, what <laughs> what they make of the whole situation when it comes to <laughs> well, alien it's life? Very forces. true.
2: Time to talk a bit of boxing now. And James Savundra has been speaking to boxer Derek Chisora, or Delboy, or Chizzy. Or DC. No one's called him DC. Anyway, they covered a number of topics, including how he's been training during lockdown and his request for music to be played if he is to box Usyk behind closed doors.
1: And for you personally, what do you know about the fight with Alexander Usyk? When do you expect that's going to be? Because, because of course, it's been postponed. It was originally going to be next weekend, I think.
8: Yeah, it was meant to be next weekend, you know, uh... You know, for it's, uh, you know, because what's happening right now in the world is very bad. So for me right now, I don't know when the fight will be, but I think uh, everybody, like my management team, they do know, but they're not going to tell me yet. For some reason, I don't know why. Uh, But from what I see from Alexander, he's training and I'm training, you know, doing what I can do, and that's it.
1: How long do you think you'd need with a trainer? As you said, it would take a, a week or so to get some of the boxing skills up to scratch, but how long would you need in camp? realistically to, to feel like you'd be ready to take on a fight of that magnitude?
8: Personally, up to me, I don't even know. I, 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 I love fighting. So if I have to go in there by tomorrow morning, I would go in there. You know, because there's nothing I can do it's gonna make my boxing skills amazing. You know, I, I just my my heart is ready to rock and roll. So any time for me is is go time.
0: Derek Billboard
8: When I train, when I spot, I'm by myself and my coach in the gym, so I started to adopt that style of, you know, of fighting in a, in a venue which holds 20,000 20, and there's only probably be about 60 people in there, including the schools and the doctors. I got ideas in my head, which I run with Eddie by, you know, I would like to have a... The soundtrack in the background, you know, when we're fighting, you know, people chanting people's names, you know, echoing, you know, people shouting, but in an empty stadium, you know, to just make it more lively. But who knows? We don't know. Might not be on, might not be on closed doors, might be on, but we don't know yet.
2: Sam Matterface now and uh, he, along with Alex Crook, and they've been speaking to the Bournemouth defender, Adam Smudger-Smith, in this week's Game Day podcast, or as it's known, Game Day, Game Day podcast. You can, of course, download it, obviously, after you've listened to this one. Anyway, here's Smudger doing what Smudger does when he talks. Words fall out of his mouth.
4: If you look at the team now, I mean, you mentioned Andrew Sermon. Steve mm. Cook is still there. Simon Francis, Artur Borac is, is still very much part of the dressing room as well. Junior mm. Stanislas, Callum Wilson. A lot of the a players lot. that you came up with mm. that are still there. I mean, that bond between you must be mm. really strong.
5: Yeah, I think I think we see each other as family. You know, we've we've come up from the championship together, and you know we've had difficult seasons every season. In the Premier League, you know, a lot a lot of people write us off every season. Yeah, we, I think we've got a real bond with each other, and I think that's what's helped us get through these seasons. You know, is is, is that bond and that team spirit? Um, you know, it's been probably the most difficult season this season by far. Um, I think we've had a lot of new players and. Um, there's a lot of situations that have contributed to um, us not doing well, potentially, with the new and a lot of new players and a lot of new young players. And um, yeah, but that bond we've got, we've got with each other and, you know, them great memories we'll have for the rest of our lives.
4: Just one on David Brooks, because you mentioned the, the young players. You, you, when he's fit, will come up against him directly in training. Is, is he someone that you think can go right to the, the very top?
5: I said it I said it from day one when he first joined, what a talent he was. And you saw that in his first season in the Premier League. I mean, he's honestly got everything, his balance, his left foot, um, he scores, he assists. He's still only I think twenty one or twenty two. So honestly, yeah, I could see him going to, to a top team, definitely. Obviously it's been a, a difficult situation for him this season with, with his ankle injury, which has been a obviously, you know, a hindrance for us as well. You know, we he was a big player for us last season and yeah I think we've we've had a lot of injuries to a lot of big players this season
2: and that's obviously not helped back now to Jamie O'Hara on the breakfast show and how it broke him when he missed a penalty against Manchester United (laughs) (laughs) oh in the 2009 League Cup final oh dear
4: Bits for a long time after that because it was such a big game. But in my mind, I knew where I was putting it before it even got to penalties. I was thinking, this game's going to penalties and I'm going that way. The problem I had was that Ben Foster, it was the first time they really started studying people's pre-penalties, uh, you know. So he had on an iPad uh, the fir- the five penalties that I'd taken before and four of them I'd gone to the right. Um, you know, I'd always kind of trying to whip a- whip across it and he went that way and he, he come up to me and gave me a hug afterwards and I was obviously in bits and he said, oh, I, said I knew where he was going he knew, and you know so he, he, he kind of had a, a good guess that I was going to go that way so that that killed me even more
2: now time to hear from me old mucker me old mate the Gould father Bobby Gould the former Wimbledon manager he was on drive I thought he was going on your show yeah he was meant to be oh that's alright You got Terry Gibson signed up already, haven't you? No, breakfast nicked him. So who you got then? Well, we didn't do anything on the Wimbledon stuff. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, Gordy was on drive on the anniversary of his side-up in Liverpool in the 1988 FA Cup final. Bobby took the time to tell Durham and Goffey his memories of signing the late, great Laurie Cunningham.
3: His agent contacted me, and I, I said to Sam Aman, the, the owner, says, "I want to, I want to bring Laurie Cunningham," and he laughed. He says, "No way, no way." Sam Aman said. Anyway, we brought him in, and the lads were just in awe of him. Uh, you, you, you got to understand that you get a great player that comes into your club or comes into your team, and everybody was—he was like a it was like a raspberry pot of jam. You know, everybody wanted to lick him and kiss him, and <laughs> he, he, was, he was just. In there, and they, they show, showed it, it was all his skill and everything else. And it was just something you know, you, as a manager, you think, Yeah, I, I need something like that. And you go out, you buy somebody, you bring them in. And, and Laurie did, he, he, he was brilliant for us. And like you said, he's we sadly lost him again. Sanchez was in there, and that's a goal
1: for Wimbledon, Laurie Sanchez.
4: What a typical Wimbledon goal! These
3: lads, that they, they they knew that they wanted to be successful, but there was a, a, you know certain ways of finding it, and they, they were a, a, a unit that, that been blended well together. You, you know, okay, we had a we had we had our confrontations as one on ones or, or or as a team, but we made sure, Bobby, that we were coming out as a unit, and that's how we controlled it.
2: Now of course it was the last sports bar of the week. Oh was it? Yeah, you know it's Monday, Thursday. Loads of great guests. Yeah, did you? Yeah, we did actually. We had loads. Including a new game we have on our show called Play Your Cards Wrong. Very popular with lots of listeners. Maybe Tom's put it in this. Let's find
1: out. Sorry.
2: This one's come from Josh, who um, is actually in now, Jason, but overslept. And when I just said to him, where are you? What, what is it? And he said, I've done that thing, my phone done that thing, where it, the alarm doesn't go off. Look, I don't,
7: I don't know, know what, what to say. say. I, I don't know what, I mean, look, he's, he's turned up. I mean, he, he's, he's he no, same there, mate, honestly,
2: he? I'm, I'm lost. Do you want a quick you... drink before we move on with the show? I think, I, think,
7: I, think we, I think we need one, mate, yeah. right after that. Yeah.
2: That was uh, crazy. Maureen, I'll have, t- uh, I'll have a pint, Maureen. Pour me a pint, Maureen.
7: Thanks. During, during the break, I went to the toilet and Jacobs is in there, mate. He's a mess. I'll have another vodka and tonic, no! please, Annie. Do
2: you, know, do you know what? In a minute, in a minute, do you know what? Look who he's got his arm, mate. He's got his arm around Barbara. was that, look, Brian? Look what, he's
7: got. Is that, look what he's got doing now. He's Oi. Oh, that, that's disgusting. That's...
2: Tell you what, that one being <laughs> that... tips of the week.
7: That's disgusting. Dude, what, what is it? Jacob! Hey, balls are everywhere, look. Jeez. Uh, yeah, he, he's,
2: he's
7: fell over. Well. He fell over. Another vodka and Tizer, oh, please. Danny.
2: I think you've had enough. I think we need to get him. Think... I think we've run out of, we run out of Tizer, Maureen. Yeah, we have.
3: Jay, what were Dolly Parton's working hours? Oh, dear. Um, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Name a song by Abba. <laughs> uh um
7: christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> <This is horrible. laughs> name, it,
3: name an instrument with strings shoe <laughs> finish the gala title free from this it's <laughs> <laughs> horrible
8: oh. okay.
2: and hold on hold on hold <laughs> on you've not started some... yet got trigger happy josh tonight Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. A reminder, you can download previous ones or future ones from Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Acast. And, of course, another reminder that TalkSport and TalkSport 2 bring you live commentary this weekend as top-flight European football returns. What? We've partnered with Amazon Music, the official audio partner of the Bundesliga, to bring you all the action from Germany. On Saturday, TalkSport bring you Dortmund v Schalke at half past two. Then at 5pm, oh, I'm reading out football fixtures on Sunday. My team, Uni Berlin, host Bayern Munich. That's live on TalkSport 2. Oh, football's back, everyone. Listen on DAB Digital Radio, download the TalkSport app for free, or simply ask your smart speaker to play TalkSport or TalkSport 2. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you on Sunday night from 9pm, where we look back, of course, in the Changeup Express, of a busy weekend of German football and then I'll be back on Monday night at 10pm for the first sports bar of the week. In the meantime, have a good weekend, keep your distance, wash your hands and above all, be safe everyone. Be safe.
0: That was a podcast from Talk Sport.